Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Gillian Devlin in for Joan Ash on Live 95. Limerick fashion designer Aoife McNamara has taken the international fashion industry by storm, all the while keeping a sustainable focus. She's here to tell us more about her revolutionary slow fashion approach to design as her label marks its fourth birthday. Good morning to you, Aoife. Hello, good morning. Thank you for having me. Aoife, you really are a phenomenal businesswoman when you think about your celebrating your four-year milestone at the age of 27. Like, that's... <laughs> it's pretty unbelievable. At 23, most people are still trying to find out what they want to do with their lives. And uh, you started... When you started out at 23, could you see yourself ending up where you are or was this always the goal? Yeah, no, I suppose for me, um, it definitely all happened very organically. I, I never planned on having my own business when I was younger. I definitely saw it on the horizon, but I didn't think it would happen so soon. Um, I suppose I could look to my father who has his own business and my sister who has her own business um, in the family. So I suppose that might have egged me on to start. But um, yeah, I, it set up in 2019 and it just all happened very organically. I had the amazing customer base that just happened from my Instagram account, my online following. So it really stemmed from that. And um, yeah, it just kept going and getting bigger and bigger. So yeah, it was a phenomenal start. Um, so I was lucky. And, and given the fact that of those four years, quite a few of them were you know, the pandemic and obviously, you, you know, you didn't have that kind of face-to-face interaction with customers. Do you, how important do you think that the whole Instagram side of it was for growing the business? Oh, absolutely. It was huge. My first two years, um, I suppose it was mainly online, the same as everyone else. So yeah, it was, I was so lucky to have that. And I suppose that's my generation is really the Instagram and and now I suppose the TikTok. So that's really where I started. I started working with Irish influencers like Susan Jackson and our very own Louise Cooney from Limerick, uh, who was so supportive to me at the very start. So yeah, I was lucky to have the Instagram. Um, and then of course, we we founded the cottage in um, 2020, which is very exciting. So it's three years in business this year. Um, but I think going back to, I suppose, meeting people in person was always what I wanted to do. So I'm excited to be able to do that again. So you're based in one of those beautiful thatched cottages in Adair and they're kind of iconic in their own way. Uh, What sort of customer base are you seeing that's different in in the physical shop to the online business? Yeah, so I suppose our online would be very, I suppose, um, 20s demographic, 20s, 30s. And then I suppose when we're in store, it's totally different. It's even, so we have loads of tours coming in store. Um, me seeing our Irish wool, seeing the story, they, they love that whole story. And I suppose meeting the designer and everything. So we have a lot of tours come through the door. We have a lot of um, older age demographic as well, because I feel like when people see our clothes online, they think it's for a younger generation, but it's really not. My mom always wears my clothes, um, my aunts and everyone wears the clothes. So I think it's when they really get to see the clothes in person they realize that it's for all age demographics. So the cottage is great. We have amazing footfall with all generations coming into it. Would you ever consider opening a branch in Limerick City? We have sad news today with McDonald's is closed on Cruises oh, Street no. now. I and know that. Yeah, okay. a lot of people commenting on our Facebook page. And one of the comments from one of um, our followers says, we, we need more clothes shops in Limerick, you know. I know. So would you ever consider opening a branch? In yeah, Limerick? I definitely, yeah, I definitely wouldn't rule it out. Um, absolutely not. I love Limerick. I, I'm a very proud Limerick lady. So I think we all are here in Limerick. Um, 
but I definitely wouldn't rule it out. I love I love having a shop in a dare, so um, you, I never say never. <laughs> and, you know, the city as well has had, has tried to brand itself as kind of a, fa- you know, we have our fashion quarter, Catherine Street, mm-hmm. the, the boutiques, and, you know, they have the signs up there, and but uh, some of the well-known boutiques have closed in the last uh, couple of years, like Amy's uh, closed down and Greta Gibbs closed down. So it's it's a tough time for some fashion uh, stores and yeah. businesses. Yeah, it's tough. I suppose a lot of, a lot of people could be taking it online. Um, but I suppose the big thing for us is having, say, community events and everything like that in store. So we're all about trying to meet the customers. Say if they're not even buying from us, we're always trying to educate them with different events like yoga mornings, upcycling, mending. So for us, our store is so, so important. So you never know. We might have a store in Limerick City just yet. <laughs> well, that would be absolutely wonderful. But talk to me a little bit more about that because the fashion industry... Uh, is occasionally getting a bit of a bad rap because of what it contributes to in, in the environmental damage and polluting. Uh, it, it's the second most polluting industry after oil and gas se- sector, but you're, you're trying to yeah. combat that. And talk to me about how you do that. Yeah, so like that, the, the fashion industry is the second biggest polluter behind the oil industry. And I feel like a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't know the amount of chemicals, the dyes, the amount of pollution and carbon emissions our clothes leave off when we're when we're making them. So a big part of what I do, I always feel like 50% of my role is to design, 50% of my role is to educate and inspire and try to, I suppose, inspire that next generation to understand why they're being, say, a conscious consumer. With their conscious consumer mornings, mornings it's all about we feel starting from within because before you even buy sustainable clothes, you have to understand why you're buying it. So a big thing in what we're trying to do in the cottage and with the brand is to try to be leaders in education. So with that, we're always having upcycling, mending workshops, natural dyeing workshops. So educating people on that their clothes can actually be dyed from flowers, from everything in your garden, instead of using chemical dyes, once they go into the river streams, they're polluting the whole area. So that's a big part for us. It's sustainability and I suppose protecting the environment is my why and it's why I started um, back in 2019 was to really figure out how I could do that and it's a long and it's a hard journey but we're always using earth log- logic and not growth logic so we put earth logic first in everything we do um, and yeah it's a hard journey but it's such a rewarding journey to be able to bring people into the store and to be able to educate them on everything got to do with transparency, regenerative um, and circular fashion. Yeah, it's it's very difficult to break that mindset that a lot of young mm-hmm. people have. And to be fair, it is driven a lot by social media as well in terms of, you know, influencers mm-hmm. who are encouraging people to wear something different every day of the week, maybe change your outfit twice in the one day for different yeah. events. And, you know, then you have big chains that are producing clothes that cost, you know, pennies. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm not, I'm not, blaming them in particular but I'm talking about the actual currency of pennies it co- seems to cost almost nothing to replace your wardrobe um, compared to see and then you compare that with a design designer outfit and it's costing you so much more um, yeah. but it will last I don't, I don't know how you change that mindset and get encourage people to wear the same thing over and over but that's it this is where the education comes in and it's yeah it's about buying that those items in your wardrobe and it's not about making your wardrobe boring you can invest in amazing pieces that can be styled different ways um but i think it's also about buying clothes that last that's it you don't want to keep buying 
five euro top that you're going to have to keep throwing out but i think it's also about the consumer mindset of understanding why that top is five euro you know it's it's made from polyester which is a plastic fiber when that goes into a landfill that's never going to biodegrade so i think it's about the conscious the consumers having that understanding mindset but i also think it's it's got to do with these big players like the likes of primark and um zara and h&m and they have to make change for the consumers to make change because the consumers are just going to keep shopping what's in front of them Whereas if the big players make those changes and they have the money to make that change, then the consumers will start buying what's put in front of them. I think it's a 50-50 system, to be honest. Um, could, could influencers so, yeah, do a bit more, Aoife? I'm just, you know, I know yeah. young women who, who just are so afraid of the same photograph, a photograph with the same outfit appearing on their social media pages, you know, in a short space of time oh I can't wear that I'll have to resell it because I was seen in this photograph um, wearing the same outfit if influencers actually chose you know I'm okay with wearing the same outfit uh, a couple of times and it appearing on my platforms maybe they'd normalise it a little bit more yeah absolutely <laughs> but I, I think for influencers unfortunately the, the the brands that have a lot of money to pay influencers are the likes of um, Primark and these big players and they're the ones who are pushing the influencers to wear these clothes like different clothes and they're getting paid for all these advertising they don't a lot of the influencers don't really wear them without getting paid so and the likes of pretty little things and all those brands are paying this influencers loads they're influencing people so it's a nasty cycle unfortunately and then the sustainable fashion houses wouldn't have as much of a marketing budget so there it's a bit of a hard one um to crack so i think a lot of that is not to blame the influencers, it's actually to blame the fashion houses, um, the likes of Pretty Little Things and all those those fast fashion houses to change what they're doing. Well, so it's actually, I wouldn't blame the influencers in that way. Well, it's clear, you know, you are standing out in this industry in terms of what you're trying to achieve. Talk to me a little bit about what you're doing in your four-year celebrations to kind of reinforce that whole education yeah, so we have, we literally just launched a very exciting August um, event in the college. So we have loads of um, upcycling, mending, learning to sew, um, lots of conscious movement mornings happening over the next month. Um, and we also have our yoga retreat in Finlock coming up. So it's all about rewilding, resetting, reconnecting with nature. Um, so I suppose, as I was saying earlier, it's not just a fashion brand, what we're trying to do. We're really trying to, as you said, like people need to be educated on and inspired, not even educated, but inspired on to understand how they can make change. So that's a really big part in what we're trying to do. So we have our yoga retreat coming up um, in September. Um, we have loads of classes in the cottage. If you don't want to buy the clothes, have a look at our classes. Um, we also have a beautiful discount in store as well for all of our customers to say the biggest thank you for the past four years, um, which has been phenomenal. So yeah, we have loads of happening and we have New York on the horizon next year as well. So there's, there's loads happening. Aoife, I know you're a graduate of Limerick School of Art and Design. Uh, how important is that institution uh, to the fashion industry, do you think? Oh, huge. The, the amount of names that have come out of LSAD is phenomenal. And the teachers there, their, their work, um, I don't think there's one student that comes out of the college and says that they haven't had a good experience. Um, so, yeah, I couldn't recommend it enough. I went to study with, I went to work with Mark Jacobs for a year while I was there which was an amazing contact to have. So, um, yeah, I loved LSAD and I have even hired graduates from LSAD as well. So it's amazing to have it in Limerick. We're lucky.
Yeah, everywhere I go in town, I see a Mark Jacobs tote bag. It must have been amazing yeah. to be uh, uh, do an internship with such a high-profile fashion designer. How did, did you manage to swing that? Yeah, it was definitely a pinch-me moment. Um, I didn't, you know, it's sort of those things you apply for and you're like, okay, there's definitely thousands all over the world. Um, but, I, yeah, I just got the interview and it was like a five-stage interview and... Um, I, I, don't, I don't know how I managed to get it. I suppose they saw what I could do. They saw my passion. They saw my drive. And yeah, they gave me the opportunity. So I was lucky. Tell me, for how important is it for you to see your pieces worn by Irish celebrities or even international celebrities? Uh, they're, they've been huge, as I said, since day one, the likes of Louise Cooney. Um, they've been so supportive. And that's really where you get your name out there, especially as a young designer. Like we're still only starting four years I feel like I just started yesterday in one way um, because I've so much more to do but yeah it's yeah having I suppose the celebrity Laura Whitmore as well as another amazing Irish lady who wear wear, wore my clothes recently um so yeah getting it on those names is huge you never know who's watching so yeah they are they're really good to us yeah maybe Killian Murphy might wear something by you for the Met Gala or something like that (laughs) yeah I know you never know yeah, um, or we might see you on the red carpet at the Oscars or something like that. Aoife, to have achieved what you've done at the age of 27 is phenomenal and it's great to see a Limerick person making change in the fashion industry and we all look forward to maybe one day, maybe, we might see you open up a, a second branch here in the city centre. But for this morning, thank you so much for joining us on Limerick Today. That's Limerick fashion designer Aoife McNamara celebrating four years in business with Cottage Event Series. Your views, your